so tell me a little bit more about uh, what you do as a profession. And so I am a registered nutritionist based in London. So that means that I will work on a range of different nutrition projects, either one-to-one -one consultations or working with uh, industry, uh, menu planning, recipe analysis. And I also do a lot of corporate wellness programs as well. What would you like to bring to this piece of research? So as part of the balance team, uh, as a nutritionist, I'd like to, to show people how important nutrition can be. So in terms of of improving the way that you deal with stress, um, making feeling better in yourself, better energy levels, more resilient to, to life, but also who doesn't want to feel better in life? And healthy eating has a huge part to play, but often we think of it as just the things that I can't have, rather than the things that our body needs to have, so the protein it might need to have, or the fruits and vegetables, rather than just avoiding things. What would a corporate wellness program look like? A corporate wellness program would look at nutrition, uh, exercise, uh, looking at how employees deal with stress and that might be from what's what's on offer in the workplace so it might be a canteen or the shops around where people might be eating, access to gyms, uh, what other kind of occupational health programs there might be at work so you're looking at the individual holistically to see how they're kind of coping uh, on a day-to-day -day basis and how the company might influence that. So um, it's nice because the individual gets to feel kind of healthier by making yeah. some changes and the company also benefits from a healthier, happier workforce, which hopefully is more productive and less sick days as well, which can be quite a problem. So uh, when you look at stress and nutrition, do you see there's a correlation between those two things? They're so interlinked. If you think about it, if you think uh, stress and nutrition are so interlinked, because if you think about it, if you're having a stressful day, no one goes, oh, I must get myself a lovely salad and a quinoa kind of salad to go with it. You think, oh, what's quick and what's going to give me a bit of boost sugar, coffee or a chocolate bar. So we often don't tend what our body thinks it wants when we're stressed is often not what's going to be beneficial. So we see a really big link between blood sugar levels and stress. So what your body should have when it's feeling stressed is nice balanced blood sugar levels but often what we go to is foods like caffeine or sugary foods that give us that quick fix that quick feeling uh, of uh, you know uh, kind of high yeah. and actually that then makes things worse than we get these peaks and troughs and blood sugar levels throughout the afternoon so it's so strongly linked also it might be that if you're stressed what you might do is go home in the evening and eat late drink too much because you've had a hard day you deserve it when actually what we should be doing is having a more balanced meal in the evening and maybe have that early night. I think a lot of the things I see in companies is just realising that what you what you feed your kind of workforce has an impact on how they feel and how they function. So you see lots of people who go to meetings where you see these massive great doorstop white sandwiches and crisps and then you expect people to function well in a meeting afterwards but they're just not going to be at their best because right. you're giving them a whole load of refined carbohydrate and then an hour and a half later expecting them to, to perform extremely well. So actually if you are the first thing is looking at kind of in-house catering, canteens, kind of office um, meeting, the food you, you give there. Is that, are you giving them the food that they need to, to perform well? Right. And if not, are there changes you can make and it doesn't have to be expensive. It can be very simple changes you can make.
You mentioned science of food. What, what does what does science of food mean in difference to nutrition? So it's so nutrition is a science, and but it's so we often forget that, and we're bombarded with so many messages about food every day. We make so many choices about food every day, but not always the messages we hear are the correct messages. There's lots from food advertising companies who are just trying to sell their products, whether nutrition, you know, whether it may or may not be beneficial kind of for you. Um, we also hear a lot of kind of pseudo experts talking about nutrition, a latest celebrity diet, um, or a one day detox which is going to cure your kind of your world. But actually these things tend not to be really what what we want. What we want is evidence-based and practical nutrition so that people can eat, you know, eat well throughout the year because it's the stuff we do every day which is the most important, not the things we do occasionally. So if you like to have the occasional burger or chocolate bar, you know, once or twice a week, is that a problem? No. But if you're doing it every day, these, these habits are what kind of what define our kind of health and how we feel. So for me, it is about listening to the science and then putting that into a practical way. How can I, how does that translate to what kind of breakfast I have or should I be snacking? That makes it more practical, more approachable for everyday people rather than trying to, you know, swim your way through a kind of minefield of information. Um, I'm mixing metaphors, but yeah, but through information. If you were to uh, tell me three foods that I should have, more of that you think people miss out on what would those three foods be i really wouldn't there's no such thing as a kind of good and a bad food so when people ask what what one food should i eat or what two foods should i eat there isn't really an answer to that question really what we want to do is getting the kind of the the main food groups in. So you need um, to have an adequate amount of protein each day. You need to be eating your five fruits and vegetables a day. So we know that as a UK population, we don't eat enough fruit and vegetables. I think the average is about two portions, which is about 160 grams worth of vegetables a day. And we really should be eating five of those, mostly vegetables. So explain to people how they might fit that veg into their day is going to be really important. So that's the first thing we know is that fruit and veg becomes really key. The switch you can do is to changing your white refined carbohydrates, so your white bread, your white pasta, into wholemeal versions of that. So wholemeal bread, brown rice, brown pasta, because then you're getting added nutrients from your food and added fiber from your food, all of which have been shown to be beneficial uh, to health in the long, short term and long term. So we're looking at protein, fruits and vegetables, fiber, um, and the whole grains. And then another one which most people forget is hydration. They go throughout the whole day without really being properly hydrated. And there's huge amounts of research looking at how even mild dehydration affects your cognitive performance during the day. So as a workforce, if you're not having enough, um, if, you're being, if you're mildly dehydrated, your mood is going to be poorer, cognitively you don't perform as well, you can feel fatigued. So all these things just become so vital to a workforce on a day to day. So even installing a drinking fountain is a, such a small step you could make to improving your employees' kind of well-being.